It's intern John. Football is back, and this commander season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Huddle Up and Win Sweepstakes. You could win up to $10,000 cash or autograph commander's merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayHuddleUpAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure commander's fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Commanders. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. And welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I, I'm so thankful for what God is doing in us and through us. Is we're, We've been rocking out tons of podcasts this week, last week, having some incredible interviews. But guys, I want to encourage you, if you are wanting to draw near to the Holy Spirit, you're wanting to learn how to fellowship with Him more and more each and every day. If you need to seek the baptism with the Holy Spirit, I have a free PDF available for you on how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That link is provided for you, and people can do that alone. They can do that in small groups, in Bible studies, in their churches. You can download it, send it to your friends. I mean, it's free. So people are receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, power for life, the power for witness, and just to be an incredible testimony and just draw near to the Holy Spirit. So that link is available for you. Guys, today I have a very special podcast episode. I'm bringing Billy Jouse to Adventures in the Spirit, and she's the author of this new release called Distraction Detox. She's been on CBN News recently, so it's such an honor to have her on here. She's rocking and rolling for Jesus. But let me read her bio real quick as she has a passion for inspiring women in their spiritual growth and helping them find peace and fulfillment. She's the author of Making Room, Doing Less So God Can Do More, and she's got this amazing podcast that you need to listen to called Start Small, Believe Big, and that is among the top 3% of all podcasts. So please help me welcome Billy Jouse to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Billy. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. So, Billy, can you share some of your story real quick on, you know, like this this book, Distraction Detox, shares a lot of really relational things that people can connect with. I mean, I, I'm reading it and I, I was connecting with it. I understood some of the, the trials, the tribulations, the questions, the doubts. But what is the process that God led you through leading up to writing this book? I found myself where I had really gotten rid of a lot of things in my schedule. My youngest son had graduated high school and moved on to college. My older two were out living life and working or playing baseball or whatever they were doing at that time. And I was just in a place of, wait a minute, I went through a time of getting things out of my schedule, getting rid of the busyness of life, finding time to spend with the Lord. But I was feeling like I was a bit spiritually stagnant in the sense of not connecting at a deeper level. And I didn't know why. 
I had time to spend with him, but I wasn't spending that time. I was going back to scrolling on social media or watching movies instead of reading my Bible or, and it wasn't because I didn't love the Lord. What I started to figure out was it was the thoughts that I was having of doubt of myself. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough to read the Bible and realize what God was speaking to me. I'm not spiritual enough to hear the Holy Spirit within me which are all lies. I knew that, but I was wondering about why am I thinking this? What am I thinking? So I sat down and started making a list of all the things I was thinking about, the negative things I was thinking about. And in that process, this is way before the book became an idea for a book. When I started thinking about what I was thinking about, I realized I am my biggest bully. There is no one out there that speaks to me the way I speak to myself. I would never speak that way to you. I would never speak that way to my kids or my husband or anyone else on this earth. I'm such an encourager. I would never say you're not good enough. God, you're not good enough for God to love. You're not, you know, you're not a good enough mom. You're a terrible wife. You you don't size up to this person or that person. And I had to go and start trying to determine those toxins, but then evaluating them. Where'd they come from? How'd they make me feel? And that's what sent me into this process of terminating those toxins and getting to a point where I was realizing God's best in my life, which was putting this down in a book because it was such an incredible tool that transformed my way of thinking and allowed me to focus on Jesus more. So when you mentioned toxins, you know, what are these toxins that you identified in your life? You already shared a couple of them. And then what is a distraction detox and how do we go about that? So the emotional toxins that I talk about are the ones that take us into that first negative thought that ends up in another and another and another, and it just spirals us down to a place God never intended us to be. Those are emotional toxins. So what I go, went through in the book and what I went through in my life beforehand, because I do not write a book because I think people will find value in it. I write a book because God has used something to transform my life. And I'm a pretty processed person. Like I like A plus B equals C. And my life is so chaotic and crazy with travel and my husband's job, my kids living everywhere that I'd like order. I do. I like order. So it started me into this detox, determining the distractions. What are the negative thoughts that are distracting me from realizing God's best in my life? I go through the evaluation of them. And one of the things I want to backtrack to in the book, after every chapter, there's a detox challenge for that chapter and they build on one another. And that was just the processes I went through. And I talk a lot. It always starts with prayer. We need to be in conversation with the Lord as we go through this, asking him to reveal to us what it is that's keeping us from him. So we go determining distractions, evaluating the distractions, the toxins, and then we move into terminating them, outlining a plan and how to execute that plan. And I don't want people to feel like, oh my gosh, it's just one thing, one more thing to add to my list. These are lifetime habits. I actually, I go back to my book. I have little tabs on my book. I keep my book near because when there are times that I start having a negative thought and I get caught up in it, I got to go back and remind myself, okay. Let's get my mind focused back where it needs to be and those steps. So I've got these little tabs on the detox challenges that take me back to be able to reinforce what I already know. 
once we evaluate them, we terminate them. And in terminating them, it is relying on God's word. And I talk about once you've determined them, you evaluate how they make you feel, where they come from. Why do I continue to hold on to these? Is it truth? Is it deception? Then we take that deception and we replace it with the truth. And we put that truth in front of us, God's word in front of us. When I was going through writing the book, I thought, am I the only one that's ever felt this way? Am I the only one that's ever had these negative thoughts take me to a place where I'm living in fear. So I went online and I just asked a simple question of, do you guys ever have negative thoughts that take you to places you've never been? And what are those? And they laid out pretty much in these three big categories, fear, unbelief. And then the last one I know is two words, but it's shame and guilt. You can't have shame without guilt and guilt without shame. So fear, unbelief, and shame and guilt are the three main categories that people's toxic thoughts fell into. And that was a really good confirmation to me that it wasn't just me, that other people were struggling with this too. And that's where we go into terminating those toxins with truth, with fear. I have stickies on my wall. I have I have scripture in notebooks in my purse. I have sticky notes on my mirror that when I'm dealing with something that is tormenting me, because these are lies and lies come from the enemy. And the enemy's going to want to take you as far away from serving God to the fullest as he can. So those lies that he gives us, we want to replace it with God's truth. One of my wall is for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Second Timothy 1.7. And in that, we're living in God's power, the overabundance of his love. But we have to have self-control, which is taking that thought and replacing it with God's truth. So in those three things, we can live without that spirit of fear and move forward to where God is carrying us. Because if we're moving forward in his power, his love and our self-control, then we can move into what God desires to do in and through our lives. Yeah. You know, I appreciated going through your book. I completed it this morning. Okay. It's it's a way for me, you know, all my guests, I need to read through their books and things like that. But I appreciate it. I've been through therapy and stuff like that because of things from the past, from my military life. I'm going to stop you right there because I always want to tell people, if you're digging up something that is harder and more severe and traumatic than anything you could do by yourself, even with allowing God to work with you, Therapy is such a beautiful place to talk out those feelings, to get tools from your therapist. So thank you for mentioning that because I never want to pass that. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Well, it was a process of time, but I also personally, I was like, if I got worry, if I got fear, if I got Mm -hmm. anger and things like that, because of these were the the symptoms of trauma or whatever, PTSD, PTSD, you know, I was like, I need to go back to the fundamentals of the faith memorization, right. biblical meditation, filling my mind on the word of God. Amen. And then, you know, you, you said like thought replacement. I don't know if that was exactly what you said, but replacing that thought. And I was like, okay, so if I have this crazy thing, racing thoughts, anxiety, it's like, mm-hmm. what is the biblical truth I could go to? First right. Timothy 1, 7, like you just shared it. You know, that was, that was a verse, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make yep. your requests known to God. Boom. You know, mm-hmm. And just focusing yeah. on that in, in time, you know, there was a, it was a process of healing yeah. and then eventually I received a miracle. So praise Amen. God. Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? 
Do you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? And do you want it in your life? My wife and I have a free e-course available for you called the Baptism with the Holy Spirit, where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear true stories of how people receive the promised gift. The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with the divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. Praise but, God for that. I mean, it, you help people through their processes, but you share your personal story. You even shared a story about how you laid down your dream, your career, but then you were able to refocus and reframe things and realize that even though you felt called to missions, you were in a mission field. Would you like to share that? Yeah. For many years when I, in the beginning of me giving up my career, I was an ICU nurse. And in the beginning of my husband's professional baseball coaching career, I was making a whole lot more money than he was. So I was carrying our family financially. And when it came to a point where my kids were really staying in babysitting more than they were staying with me because I worked nights and David traveled, I realized, you know what, Lord, this isn't where I was called. I, you know, I loved my career with everything but I love my kids and I want my kids to be raised by me. That was my personal choice. However, even though it was my personal choice and I made that decision, there was still some identity crisis in that. Who am I? And I believe we come through different seasons in our life where we are, who am I and how can I serve God in this place? So going through all that, took a step back, raising my kids, my husband traveling a ton, struggled with that figured it out with Jesus that I know where he's calling me right now. And that's to be a mom, a full-time mom, because as a full-time mom, I'm raising the next generation of leaders. That is what I want to do. So all my life, I had always wanted to go on mission trips. Like I wanted to be in the mission field before I met my husband. My personal desire was to get a nursing degree, go in the Navy, travel the world, and then serve in missions all over the world. And I wasn't going to get married. I wasn't going to have kids. And we all know how that story goes when you meet the right one that God puts in your life. So I still had that yearning that I wanted to serve in the mission field. And there was a point where David and I had a talk about working as if working for the Lord, Colossians 3.23, and not for men. And if we are in baseball, and that's where we are 90% of our time consumed in baseball, then we needed to start looking at baseball as where we were working for the Lord, which made us take this drastic turn in mentally, in our minds, a drastic shift that this is our mission field. Baseball is our mission field. And a lot of times when I tell people that, you know, my husband's been in the major leagues for 18 years as a coach. And when I would tell people we've been called into the mission field of baseball, they're like, yeah, right. They're so rich. What do they need God for? Everybody needs God. That's a wrong way to look at it as a Christian, for sure. Because when you get to the pinnacle of your career, 
when you get to the top point of where you could possibly ever make money in your entire life, and you maybe win a World Series, we were in a, with a club that won a World Series, and you don't find peace in that, and you are still lacking something, that's when you realize how much you absolutely need Jesus. So I want people to know throughout their careers that David and I are there for them because of the love Jesus has put in our heart. No matter if you're living a crazy life or you're a born again Christian, doesn't matter. This is our mission field. This is where we're going to love on you. This is where we're going to talk about Jesus. This is where we're going to serve Jesus. This is where we're going to do things that the normal people in these situations do not do. We're going to do it because that's what God's called us to do. And it's been such a beautiful place to serve Jesus and to introduce people that maybe never heard of Jesus. We've had that happen. Or somebody that feels really guilty because if grandma knew what I was doing right now, she would not be happy because she raised me in the, in the Bible and reading the book of the Lord and his word. And I shouldn't be doing this. So we have all these different people that we're connected to that God's put us in front of and opportunities where we've been able to serve and step out into places that we could have never dreamed of by looking at baseball as our mission field, which within, you know, within many years after we refocused on this, there were many years I didn't get to go into the mission field until I went to Haiti with a group of baseball people to actually step foot on what I believed was the mission field, which it is. But it was so similar to what we had been doing in baseball, just loving on and giving the word of God to people. Yeah. So what did God do in you and through you in Haiti? Oh, my gosh. That was just a it was a beautiful time of realizing how God was already using me and realizing how much God had done in my life. And it was such a beautiful place to be serving. We served at two orphanages that are run by Pittsburgh Kids Foundation in Pittsburgh. And they pour into those kids and they did a summer camp at that time with them. And we did that summer camp with them. And just understanding where God had already placed me. And here I am with the poor of the poor. And it really solidified for me, God, you are using me with the poorest of the poor but you're also using me in the poorest of the poor spiritually, maybe not financially, but spiritually. And that to me was such a beautiful time of spending time with those kids in Haiti. If no one's been on a mission trip that's listening today, figure out a way you can go and serve in a foreign country. You will see things you've never seen. You see poverty at a level you've never seen poverty. You see brokenness in the way you've never seen brokenness. But you see the joy of the Lord and the miracles the Lord does like you've never seen before. That's right. So my wife and I went to the Dominican Republic this last August. Oh. It, was, it was a great okay. vacation, but we, we had a, a couple of days or a day where we served. And yeah. there's there's some new term about that, like a vacation combined with a mission trip. I forget mm -hmm. what the term is right now. Someone else listening or can realize yeah. what it is. So I don't know that term. So I'd love to know what it is. Yeah. The, the name escapes me. So we had a great time in beautiful Dominican Republic, met some cool people. One of my, my best friends was there too. Beautiful place. But yeah. we went to Batay Guajabo okay. and served. And this is a village of Haitians who have moved over to, to the yep. Dominican Republic and they get, they're exploited by the sugar company. Mm -hmm. They made pennies a day. They lived in these green shacks. Yep. And I just got to be brutally honest. We didn't have enough food. We had generous donors. We, we had food and 
shared the gospel. There was a worship service. But for us, we're the foreigners. We had to hand things back to the local leadership because the people were getting irate. And, and you know, I got some of this on film, but we had to hand it back to them. And we had to step outside because it was getting pretty heated. But I realized right. we could do this. Got a vision. I was like, if we ever go back, we we want to feed the entire village, feed everybody. Yeah. You know, 130 houses. I don't even know how many people that is because yeah. we were only able to feed like 40, 45 families and yeah. preach the gospel, but also do soccer camps and VBS. And the, some of the 17, 18 year old students were saying, we want English classes. They were telling us what they need. And we want to provide a hand up and not a hand out. Right. But what was divine about this experience is that within a week or two after we left, that hurricane ripped through there. Mm -hmm. So we feel like we gave these people food sustenance yeah. that that carried them through that time because they, you know, they probably couldn't go to the store or anything like that. But your book, Distraction Detox, yeah. you're, you know, you talk about serving, find a place to serve. And no matter where you find yourself in life, start serving somewhere, something. You know, you mentioned passion in your life is orphanage, uh, Compassion International, things yeah. like that. What are some things that you could encourage people to do, depending on where they find themselves right now, and they have this longing, this desire yeah. to do something, but they don't yeah. know where to start? I always say start in your backyard. Where is it that you can serve within your community? Is that even beginning with small acts of kindness? Can you open a door for someone? I was on the phone with my 26-year-old yesterday, and he was walking into the grocery store, and a lady dropped a can of something. I think he said beans, and it rolled under her car, and she was older, and she couldn't get under her car. So he climbed under her car to get that can of beans, and I'm like, well, thank you so much for doing that. That was so kind. He goes, I had to. I saw her drop it, mom. I couldn't just turn away. And, and I said, no, you don't have to because there are people that would have turned away. So what is that one small act of kindness that you can serve someone else without anything in return? Then build up from that. There are many times in our lives where we can't afford to go on mission trips or we can't pay to go overseas, buy the airplane ticket or whatever, but we can always find something with our in our own backyard that we're able to do. David and I, over the years, have done many different things within the U.S., especially with every city that we play ball in, we get connected in that city, is how we can serve a group of people within that city. What is it that we can do within that city that's going to make a little bit of a difference, a little bit of a change, volunteering our time, going out and doing baseball camps, working with little leagues within towns, whatever it is we can do. And then we do serve with Compassion International. And I was actually in the Dominican Republic in the fall with Compassion International. And the reason that I adore Compassion International is because they are church-based, child-focused, and Christ-centered. They partner with a local church. So it's not just us going in and being the saviors for them for the day. Yep. It is a church that works with them long-term. And it's very funny because we went into, one of the Bates we went into was Bate Magdalena. Mm -hmm. And Bate Magdalena is just outside of La Romana. La Romana is a pretty big touristy area. Casa de Campo is there and it's a big resort area. But just a little ways outside of La Romana, which sits on the beach, it's probably 20 minutes north, is Bate Magdalena. Again, a group of Haitian people that come to work in the fields and it is a very poor lifestyle. And we went into the Bate and when we go in with Compassion International, number one, there's no Compassion logo on these churches. When people say there's a sponsorship program at the church, 
It's a sponsorship program by the church, not compassion. It's not compassion focused. It is church based and it is Christ focused. And you go into these batets and in this one Bate Magdalena, they had over 200 children within their sponsorship program. And like you're saying, it is a community of extreme poverty. I've lived in the Dominican Republic. David and I have done nine winters in the Dominican Republic, three in Venezuela. Like I said, when we live somewhere, we go out and serve. We've been into players' homes or grandma's homes that don't have running water, don't, you know, all of that. In this community, the homes had no running water. They had no facilities, no toilets, no showers. When you send your children to a communal bathroom, or a communal shower, you can imagine the atrocities that can happen in those situations. Mm -hmm. One of the homes that we went into, the mother, this was just such a, if you have two minutes, I'll tell you this story. Mm -hmm. We go into this home and I'm going to back up. We went to Bate Magdalena. We did a baseball camp with them. We brought moms and babies in to give some onesies and pacifiers and toys, things they have no access to. And we brought that in and the church invited moms and babies in to receive that. We did a baseball camp with the, with the little league groups around the area. And like you're saying, we brought out some hats and they just swarm you. They're like grabbing the hats and, you know, because of the desperation of not having those types of things. It's not greed because they have nothing. So we are in this church. We're meeting with moms and babies. My friend, Jen Hand, another author friend of mine, she was holding a baby and talking to a mom and we prayed over the mom. And later in the day, Jen came to me and said, Billy, I really feel like God's calling me to sponsor a child in this batay. I want to sponsor a child through compassion here. So we went and asked the program director, what are the children that are in need of sponsorship? Because a program can only host so many children that are funded with sponsorship. It's $38 a month. It's not that much money, but the amazing difference you make in the in these kids' lives is overwhelming. So she gave us a list of kids that needed sponsorship. And Jen picked this six-year-old little girl. And the, they bring the little girl to the house. Her 10-year-old sister's with her. And she's like, wait a minute. You were with my mom and my baby brother today. And we have translators. So we get all this translated. And Jen goes, oh, yeah, we prayed for your mom. So the program director said, do you want to go to the mom's house? We, I met her. You know, she doesn't go to church here. I'd love for you to go to her house. And we're like, great, we'll go to her house. And we go to her house. And she lived in one of the nicer houses because it was concrete walls, dirt floors, no electricity, no running water. So we go through the house. The children's bedroom is a small room. It was separate from the parents' bedroom, but there was a pallet on the floor. There were blankets and pillows, and they were so proud that that's their room yeah. because so many of their friends don't have that. And we, you know, we talked to the mom a bit and the mom, we asked the mom, did you know about the sponsorship program? Did you, she said, yes, actually I heard about the sponsorship program on Sunday because the pastor came to my house to invite me for the moms and babies thing. And they told us about the sponsorship program and the pastor asked me, so do you believe in Jesus? And the mom said, no, in my life, I've never really known that, that God exists. The reason being, this mom was 22 years old. She had a 10-year-old. You can do the math on that one. Yeah. A six-year-old and a nine-month-old with wow. some disability issues. There were some serious issues with the baby. This mom, who probably grew up with a communal bathroom and a communal shower, had no choice but to give birth 
to a child and I'm, you know, not that she would have rid herself of the child, but it, you know, at 12 years old, it's too young. And she, it wasn't from her, her choice. And so we said to her, you know, well, what did the pastor say? She said, the pastor asked me what it would take for me to believe in Jesus. And I said, my daughter would be sponsored in your program. And so the translator said, whoa, 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 that was Sunday. And the lady said, yeah, that was Sunday. He said, and today is Thursday. And Jen has chosen Nahoni, your child, to be sponsored. Do you believe in God now? And she said, it's weird, isn't it? It's strange. And he goes, yeah, it's strange. God showed up. And she said, yeah, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. A week and a half later, I get a text message on WhatsApp from that translator. And he sent me a picture. And under it was written written in Spanish. And he said, Billy, I don't want to tell you what this is, but read it because I speak a little Spanish. Read it and tell me what you see. And it was a picture of the pastor of the church with her hand on Nahoni's head and the mom and the baby with the mom's head bowed, the 10-year-old's head bowed, and they were receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior. She believed because she knew that God saw her, he knew her, and he loved her, all because of the way God orchestrated this through the sponsorship with this compassion program that she didn't know was compassion. She just knew there was a sponsorship program at that church that would feed her child, give her child medical care, and give her a safe place to be. And God showed up. So when we go out into these programs in the Dominican Republic, I feel like I'm going into my homeland. We've lived there. We have tremendous friends there. We, I think it's 25% of all Major League Baseball players are from there. About 35 to 40% of minor league players are from the Dominican Republic. So we have this deep connection with them. And having Compassion International to be able, we brought food to this mom. When we went to visit her after sponsoring that child, we bought her, brought her a box of food that will probably last her a month or more. Rice, beans, oil, just all the basics. And because of this, in turn, she saw that Jesus loved not only her, but her children, all through what compassion does through these local churches. Amen. Such an inspirational story. I mean, I could go on and on, but you know, God can use us right where we're at. We could minister in the marketplace, in our homes, especially. That's my wife and I are doing that with our kids. Yeah. About the Dominican Republic. I don't know if you know anybody, but I have a friend who wants to buy a baseball field. So I've tried to look, but maybe we could talk about that later, stay in touch. But Billy, we've been talking about your book, Distraction Detox. I provided an affiliate link in the podcast description. So if people want to purchase that, they could get that now. I'd love to ask for you to pray for us, you know, for people to identify their distractions and replace things and and just, just pray for us, please. Yes. Oh, Lord, thank you. Just an honor to be here today. Lord, we thank you for each and every person that is listening now and will listen, that you will supernaturally just allow them to see, Lord God, through your hands, through your spirit, the distractions that are holding them back, those emotional toxins that are keeping them from realizing your best in their lives, the places that they can step into to serve and glorify you in all that they say, all that they do, all that they are, Lord. I pray, Lord, as you have them realize these distractions, Lord, that you walk them through this process of detoxing from these toxins, evaluating those toxins, terminating them, outlining a plan of taking that one small step and executing that plan and stepping into the place it is 
that you're calling them one step at a time, one day at a time. Lord, I thank you for the show. I thank you that we get to talk about you, Lord, and your Holy Spirit working in us and how it is possible for each and every person listening for God to work through, to work in their lives and then through their lives. I pray protection and peace and freedom, Lord. I pray for the freedom that each person will feel as they walk through this detox from these emotional barriers. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for Jared. I thank you for everything that is being done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I've been talking to Billy Jouse, author of Distraction Detox. Billy, what is the best way for people to connect with you and get more information? Best place is my website, billyjouse.com, B-I-L-L-I-E-J-A-U-S-S.com. You can find everything there. Awesome. So I want to encourage everybody to check out billyjouse.com. Follow her on Instagram, Facebook, all those other places, but go to billyjouse.com. And I want to encourage you. I've got a free download available for you how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That, and I want to encourage everybody, give us a five-star rating review that helps other people listen to conversations like this that I just had with Billy Jouse. Thank you so much for watching Adventures or listening to <laughs> Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.